Megovan and Melanine. Megovan and Melanine. Ian, Ethnine, Sierra, Nani, and Ethlene. Ian, Ethnine, Nathel. Nathel. Right? Yes. So I was like, wait a minute, did I pronounce that right? <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Chronicles of Fiction. I'm out of breath. Why? Oh, because you're drinking your water bottle? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I've been working out. I shouldn't be out of breath from running up and down the stairs. But I no. think working out is fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. Oh, you're going to get in shape, blah, blah, blah. I ain't seen it. I ain't seen it. I've seen a little bit of definition, though, in my abs. Little That's bit. good. I'm never going to be shredded because I'm not changing my diet because yeah. I enjoy life. Yep. Food. So... I have started running on the treadmill more often. Hey. Yeah, just to get some, like, blood circulation, you know? Yeah, when your toes start to turn purple, you know, you're probably like, you know, I'm not going to too long. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, but welcome, guys. Yeah, you already said Chronicles of Fiction. What do we do here? We read fan fiction. That's what we do. That's what we do. We do. It's about all we do. That's not, that, yeah, that's it. That's it. If you don't like fan fiction, find another podcast. Find another one. But might I recommend Unexpected Podcast? Yes, I was like, and here's a. I was, I, I like had a list in my head of all the other podcasts. Yes, I just started a new one actually, um, called The Truth Doctor. Oh, what's that? And it's a she's a therapist, and it's a mental health podcast. Ooh. And I found her on TikTok, and I loved all of her TikToks. And then she started a podcast not too long ago. So I started that this weekend, and it's really good. That's super cool. Yes, I love it. I, Caleb and I have been watching um, a therapist react to um, 90 Day Fiance, and... Oh! <laughs> which, Caleb doesn't really, he's not really interested in that, but I love it. But then he's also been reacting to Welcome to Plathville. Oh! Very interesting. If y'all have, if any of y'all have watched Welcome to Plathville, um... Well, then you know about our lives. Then that's, yeah. I mean, I am Lydia. Brianna is Mariah. Or, well, you and you and Brianna are kind of Mariah, aren't you? I think so. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? No. What? I'm, I'm scared, too. Your dresser <laughs> makes a cameo. I know. I'm aware. Yes. It was great, y'all. I was watching. It really freaked me out. And I was like, this is getting too much like our family. And then, um... A dresser that sister owned way back in the day the exact same one was in one of the kids bedrooms and I was like nope nope yeah I can't do this anymore and then I kept watching but um <laughs> it's really freaky <laughs> yeah when, when you sent me that picture I was like um you need to watch it it's interesting it's very interesting I mean there are some differences the mom is different than mama yeah um which affects a lot but anyway anyway and fiction that's what we're here for that's what we're here for although first how was your week i know we talked like the other day but um it was fine i um i've only been working one job this week so um i've been able to rest a lot more which has been so nice that's good um went and hung out with her brother last night um Michael and Amber we hung out with, and then Haley and Emery were there for a while. Matt stopped by, and um, our parents were there as well. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a nice little fun hangout. Now that it's finally getting warm enough to be outside. Don't even talk to me about that. 
The high today is 46. <gasps> oh, no, no, no. Our high is like 78. I, I know. I sat down yesterday. I was like, okay, it's the end of March. I kind of want to plant some stuff outside in my little balcony. Um, oh, yeah. It's time to start planting this because the last frost is coming soon. Right. It's not until the middle to end of May. <gasps> what? Like, what am I supposed to do now? We're going to be swimming. I'm aware. <laughs> like, I don't, so I was really, I, I was really mad yesterday, not going to lie. Uh, yeah, I would be too. Because I'm like, I'm ready to start planting. Because like, right now, because if, if I was back home, I'd be planting broccoli right now because it's yeah. weeks before uh-huh. the middle of April. Yep. Um, But no, I guess I got to wait another month. Oof. Yeah. Sucks to be you. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. But how else was your week? Hmm? How else was your week? Um, pretty good. It went by pretty quickly. Yeah. I pretty much just worked. And then I, I had to that. renew my driver's license because I'm getting ready to turn 21. Uh, but I have to do that in person. I can't get in until June 16th. Oh. So homegirl's going to be driving on an expired license for a little while. I think it's ridiculous that, like, um... They're making you they they're making you come in for stuff like that, but then the appointment is like four months away. Like figure out a way to do that online. Right, because I mean my actual if if my license um if I wasn't turning twenty one, it wouldn't expire for another like four years. Right, right. right. But it's only because I'm Yeah. Turning twenty one. Which means I'm going to go get my military ID because homegirl wants to be able to purchase alcoholic beverages, but they're not going to let me on an expired license. Oh, yeah. So, but because Caleb and I are married, I technically should have a military ID anyway. There you go. So, problem solved. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. June is a long time. That's it's a very ridiculous. long time. For something that, like, all they're going to do is just go in and change some information and, mm-hmm. and then and reprint you a new one. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, because then it probably won't come in the mail until July, some sometime in July. Yeah, yeah. But oh well, that was my week. Yeah. It wasn't super exciting, but not super sad either. I no, mean, that's good. That's good. Pretty average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. I found a YouTube channel that talks about Lord of the Rings, and it is the best. It's called Hello Future Me. Um, is <laughs> the guy's uh channel and he does a lot of other ones too but they are for somebody who i know a lot about lord of the rings but i like diving a bit deeper yeah he he does a good balance he he dives really deep on a certain subject and explains it really well whether you know about it or not but like if you don't know anything he's not going to make you feel dumb for not knowing it but right. if you already know it, then it's, there's still more. He he adds more to it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 10 out of 10 would recommend. He's got like 26 Lord of the Rings videos, something like that. Yeah. And I binged half of them last night. Amazing. So it was a good night. It was a good night. That's awesome. But, oh, because I wanted to talk about um, the whole, because, you know, in a lot of fan fiction there's there tends to be this idea that gandalf has a long lost daughter which okay no just don't stop please but anyway um 
Because I always thought that would be impossible. And it might be because he's one of the Asari, but he's also a Maiar? I think it's how you pronounce it. Um, And there is another Maiar, because Maiar fall under the Valar. Okay. Um, And basically, the Valar um, taught the Maiar how to do things, and then they they did things. Um, But I always thought that none of them could have children. But um, one of the Maiar married Thingol. I didn't realize that that's who who it was. Thingol's daughter is Luthien, who married Baron, who is related right. to Aragorn. Um, right. So I didn't realize that they technically, the, the Maiar at least, can have children. Now, it right. might be yeah. different because he's one of the Astari, which I guess is slightly different, I, but it more sounds like the Astari are just a cool club that got sent to Middle-earth. Um, I see. So I don't know. I was just, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that information now. But that was in one of his videos yeah. talking about um, oh, it was one talking about Bayorn and sh- shape shifting, I think. Yeah. But, and how that is a thing. Because <laughs> Tolkien's like, sure, let's turn him into a bear. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. Let's just, let's add, just this. add this. He needs a little spice. He needs a little spice. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's interesting, though. I'll have to check it yes, out. Yes, please do. I feel like you would enjoy it because, like, I struggle just, like, reading like the appendices and understanding what's going on. But if I can have somebody who is pulling text from the appendices, from his letters, from unfinished tales and everything, and being like, here's, here's how it all connects. And this is what it means in normal English. Then I can understand it. Exactly. Exactly. So 10 out of 10 would recommend that. What was it called? Hello, future me. Hello, future me. Okay. Okay. Hello, future me. I want to check that out. He's also not American, so that makes it even better. Amazing. No wonder he's so smart. <laughs> His P.O. box is, because um, he's got it like in the description, is New Zealand. But then he mentioned being from Canada, so I don't know what the deal is there, but either way. But he doesn't sound Canadian, so. Interesting. I don't know. Why isn't my pen working? <laughs> is it broken? I don't know. Ugh, okay, what's our elvish word for the day? It is hanonle. Hanonle. So it's H A N N O N. Okay. Separate word is L E. I've heard it pronounced hanonle and hanonle. I don't know that. I don't know which is correct. Got to be honest. We'll get there. But it means okay. thank you. So, oh, so, and in Two Towers, when Aragorn comes back after he falls, and mm-hmm. Legolas hands him the Evenstar, Aragorn right. says, Hanonle, but it's not right. in, there's not subtitles for it. Right. So, now you know what he's saying. Yes. Hey, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Hanonle. And then, should we go over the past couple weeks? Because I haven't, I feel like we, well, only the past two, I guess. I do not remember last. I had to go back in my screenshots because I couldn't remember what 
it even meant. Like, what we, what, I don't, I really don't remember last week's episode, to be honest. No, I mean, um, <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> um, Meaning, I don't understand. Which was pretty fitting for last week, I will say. Yeah, you're right. It did. Mm-hmm. It went well. And then the week before that was Nin Guarnionic. Oh, no. <laughs> and then you say, Ooh, because you don't understand that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nin Guarnionic, you portrayed me. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna stick with Hanan. Just that one. That one you're more likely to use than you betrayed me. That's true, that's true. But okay. I think I wanna start maybe next week, like adding um vowels and how they sound. Because they sound some of them sound different than they do in English. Um okay. because that way we can start to kind of get a grasp of like how the language actually works um yeah because i was i found a video on youtube i don't remember what it's called um but the entire video is teaching you how to speak in elvish and they speak in elvish the whole video it's oh. beautiful and oh. then and like the english is just in subtitles so you have to like read it but then you're hearing it in right it's great it's right great. Oh, that's but, amazing. Yeah, they go through um, how all the vowels vowel sound and then all the different, um, how the rest of the alphabet sounds. Um, yeah. Super cool. I love it. Me too. Whew. Yawning today, guys. Sorry. Um, also tired. Yeah, I feel that. I went to bed way too late last night. Oh, I was in bed by one. Oh, uh, I don't. Maybe a little before then. Oof. I think I was closer to one thirty. We're old. Bruh, my parents left at 9.30 and I was so jealous. (laughs) But, like, I knew Michael wanted to do a bonfire and Matt was coming over so we're like, oh, maybe he'll open up and talk to us a little bit. He didn't. But, uh, you know, I was like, okay. And then we just hung out and then next time I looked at my watch it was 11.30 and I was like, uh, it's time for me to go home. This is too late. Mm -mm. I don't know why I stayed up. I was no, I do now. I was waiting on the sheets to finish in the washer. Ugh, yes. yes, but I have a washer and dryer in unit now, so I life changing. Mm-hmm. You get life. Yes, changing. it is. It's beautiful. Yes, yes. I know. <laughs> I know the struggle. All right, well, should we dive into our final yes. chapter? Yes, I'm so excited for this, because as much as I don't remember last week's episode, I do remember that they left, like, that Treebeard got them out. I mean, not Treebeard. <laughs> Tom, Tom Bombadil. Treebeard is, that's where I am in Two Towers, so I actually, I oh, fell I asleep to t- Treebeard singing last night. Um, I tried I'm so hard to stay and no... I quit better existence no i like put on a sleep timer for like 10 minutes and i was like i'll be able to stay awake for 10 minutes but then he started like like the audiobook started singing and i was just like and we're gone now and i fell asleep <laughs> it was that's amazing beautiful. that's great i love that 
but yes, uh, yeah, they Tom Bombadil is escorting them out, and last we left off, I think he showed them like they could see mm-hmm. the gate, and then Tom Bombadil, um, he, like he left, either. and then they like don't worry about Fatty Lumpkin the pony, mm-hmm. he'll lead you to Brandy Hall, and then he'll find his way back yes. to me. So, all right, guys. So this last this episode might not be quite as long. This chapter is only going to take about. 10 to 12 minutes it's to really read good. so but it's the final one all right guys so this is chapter eight uh back again it is chapter eight right yeah, now sure <clears throat> far sooner than the hobbits could have thought possible the tunnel through the high hedge was upon them to their surprise the bolt on the gate was open and the gate swung on its hinges Fairmere was filled with dread do you think someone came in after us he asked suddenly afraid of how much in danger he may have put his family no one answered him, but they continued on through the tunnel, Fatty Lumpkin's hooves echoing in the damp little brick tunnel. After an unpleasantly long time, they emerged into the sunlight once more, and all three breathed a sigh of relief. The Shire again, at last. They each could have wept. We should go this way, Fairmer said, pointing towards the way which would lead them back to Brandy Hall. But Fatty Lumpkin, either not hearing or not caring, made off in the opposite direction and continued east along the line of the hedge, as if he knew exactly where he was going. No amount of tugging his reins would make him change his course, so they gave up and just rested on his back as they went along. Darkness was starting to fall now, and in the distance, lights could be seen twinkling in the house dotted around the countryside. The sight was cheering, and if Fairmere had not been firmly sat upon the pony's back, he might have collapsed for the joy of seeing them. He was not quite sure where Fatty Lumpkin was taking them, but oddly enough, he trusted the old pony. After all, he belonged to Tom, and somehow... None of them could imagine anybody associated with the odd man as being harmful in any way. I think we're heading to Crick Hollow, Mirabella said after a while, when they saw a larger collection of houses appear in the distance. The light seemed extremely bright there. Fairmere trusted her judgment, knowing how much more familiar with maps she was than himself. He was not pleased, however, and would much rather have gone to Brandy Hall instead of Crick Hollow, where he knew no one and could not be sure of finding a warm bed for the night. The little houses drew nearer and nearer, and as they grew more prominent, so too did the sound of a great many voices, a large gathering by the sound of it, each of their voices raised in tones of keen urgency. The voices became more distinct, and before long they could pick out a few louder than the others, and hear also the stamping of hooves and the clamor of metal. Fairmere looked at the other two. They were, conf- they were as confused as he was, and more than a little alarmed. Why would so many be gathered at this little village at the approach of darkness? Was it the sheriffs? Was there an attack on the Shire? Had the wolves who pursued them to the Shire when they were foiled in their ploy to eat the hobbits? The lights of the village were bright, and as they approached, they saw that they came from many lanterns held in the hands of around 30 hobbits, all of whom were dressed in warm cloaks and carried staves or bows or arrows, and even a few gardening tools. They were all gathered in front of one of the houses of the village, seemingly awaiting some call to action. Their faces were grim. Oh, B. None of them had noticed the pony yet. All their eyes were turned to the front of the crowd where three hobbits stood upon upturned barrels and addressed the gathering. They were tall hobbits, and all of them were dressed in shining mail and helms and wore short swords at their belts, which shone in the light of the lanterns. It was several moments before the young Took and Brandy Bucks recognized two of the hobbits as their fathers. Their jaws dropped open as they gazed at the Thane and Master of Buckland upon the barrels. No longer were they sedentary. I don't know why I can't say that word. That word. Comfortable hobbits in yellow waistcoats, puffing on pipe weed and munching on cakes by the fire, but they appeared now as warriors, noble and courageous. 
For the first time, Faramir saw in his father the same hobbit who had lain siege to Isengard, slain a cave troll by the Black Gate of Mordor, and led the defense of Bywater against Saruman. The third hobbit was Mayor Sam, and he too was similarly garbed with sting at his waist, which Faramir had never seen out of his precious glass case before. He looked ready for action. Faramir's father was speaking, his voice loud and clear in the gathering dusk. Where they may be, but keep your eyes peeled and your wits about you. He fixed his gaze on each hobbit in turn. The old forest is a dangerous place, but it can be weathered. Nothing is as it seems. Keep that in mind. It will try and trick you, deceive you, and trap you. Do not give in to fear. Stick together, and we will. The thane trailed off, his jaw hanging open and his eyes growing wide. His face went whiter than a sheet. He had spotted the three children on the pony. Mary, alarmed, turned to look where his friend's gaze fell, and he too blanched. The crowd muttered and whispered, and, a, and as one turned themselves around and gasped aloud. Faramir felt suddenly foolish with all these eyes fixed on him. It looked to him as though he were a ghost. He smiled awkwardly and lifted his hand in greeting. Hello, everyone. The crowd erupted into one massive cheer, and the gathered hobbits dropped their weapons and lanterns to hug one another and dance with glee, making way happily as two tall figures raced through the crowd and towards the pony faster than any could have thought possible. The next moment, Faramir found himself grabbed roughly from Fatty Lumpkin's back and swept up into the tightest embrace he had ever been in his entire life. He was crushed so forcefully against a male-covered breast that it was almost painful, but he didn't care. His father held him as if he would never let him go, his arms surrounding him so completely that Faramir did not think he could have moved if he had tried. As he was held, he noticed his father's shoulders were shaking and realized with a jolt of surprise that he was crying. Father, are you all right? He asked in concern. His father pulled back slightly and looked down. His face was pink and his eyes shone with tears. An enormous smile near split his face in two. All right, all right, of course I am, dear boy. You're home, you're safe. Oh, I never have been more all right in my life. And as he swept back into another hug, less desperate than before, and Faramir stretched out his own arms and placed them around his father's neck, feeling tears springing into his own eyes. All his fears and anxieties and worries over the last few days spilled from him anew, and he trembled as he thought of how close he had come to death, and how glad, so glad indeed, that he was back here in his father's arms. He sniffed loudly, not even bothering to try and conceal his tears. He didn't care anymore. He was home. I'm sorry, he choked out, hiding his face against his father's shoulder. I'm sorry we left. It was my fault. I was so foolish. To his surprise, he heard his father laughing through his tears. He pulled back once more and fixed him with a warm smile. Well, you aren't a took for nothing, he joked, cupping Faramir's cheek with one hand. Let's worry about all that tomorrow, eh? Right now, I don't care where you've been or what you've done. I just want to look at you and embrace you and pinch myself to make me believe this is real. Faramir blushed as his father continued gazing down at him. He had never been one for much physical affection, ducking whenever his father attempted to ruffle his hair or his mother to kiss him goodbye. However, at the moment, he was more than willing to tolerate it. He looked at his left and saw that Mary had also reached the pony and had swept his children into his arms, crushing them both together so that their faces were quite pink. Not that either of them minded, for they two were weeping and clutching each other as if they never meant to let go. Behind the re reunited families, the hobbits continued to celebrate, giving many cheers and hoorays, and there were many requests for ale and cakes to round off a most pleasant evening. From this rabble came Mayor Sam, who, though not quite as effusive in his relief as his friends, looked mightily pleased to have them back. He did a double-take as his eyes fell over the pony, who had stood by quite calmly throughout all of this. Why, that's never fatty, Lumpkin, he cried out. He cried aloud. Impossible. 
I don't think there's anything impossible where that forest concerned, Mary said with a laugh, though he too looked amazed at the sight of the pump. Tom Bombadil said he'd bring us back to you, Faramir explained, looking at his father. He said that he'd remember. And so he did, good old Fatty Lumpkin, his father cried, and stretched out his hand to pat the pony's muzzle. The creature tossed back his head and looked most pleased. Good old Bombadil, said Mary, nodding and looking fondly at the twins. I had almost forgotten there was good in that forest as well as evil. We should have known that old Tom would see you right. His face creased as he, as he beheld Gobby's hurt arm. How dreadful it must have been. I'm glad he was there to put things right. How did you know we were in the old forest? Faramir asked. He had hardly dared meet the adult's eyes, so ashamed was he. We didn't say this where we were going. And you left us quite the mystery, Mary looked severely down at the three of them for a moment before softening his expression. Camping, indeed. We've heard that one before. We've used <laughs> that one before. Well, we checked all your usual spots, deciding to drag you back home before you could get into any mischief. But there wasn't a sign of you. We knew something was up right away. Mirabella was missing too, and there was no mention of her in the note. And Estella and I know too well how you boys never let her come along. We searched everywhere, Fairmere's father said, all over the Shire, almost. The north farthing, the south, east, and west, neither high nor hair to be seen. We knew you hadn't pilfered enough food to last more than a day. That's when we got really worried, Mary continued, and the arms around the twins tightened their grips. We couldn't have had any idea where you'd gone off to. We thought you'd been snatched off by orcs or trolls or something. We got the sheriffs searching the border, and then one of them came and told us the gate to the old forest was unlocked. You can imagine our horror. And I remembered how I told you those stories about the Entwives, Faramir, Faramir's father said. And as he spoke, a pain flashed in his eyes, and how I said you might find them in the old forest. When I thought I'd put the idea into your head, I could have jumped into the brandywine. Or been shoved in by the rest of us, Mary said, narrowing his eyes briefly at his friend. He sighed and shook his head. But it wasn't your fault. No, it was mine. Stupid, selfish fault, Faramir said miserably, detesting the looks on the faces of the other of the two fathers and knowing how much pain he had caused. All because I wanted to be an adventurer. His father immediately pulled him into another embrace. Don't think about it now. I'm just glad you're back. We both are. I shouldn't have told you such tales when I know what you're like. What I was like at your age. Yes, definitely your father's son, Sam said with a chuckle. What's all this? Mirabella had found her voice and gestured to the crowd of hobbits, celebrating and completely oblivious to the family reunion. Well, when we figured out where you must have gone, we knew we had to go after you, Mary said, staring at her. We couldn't let you wander in there on your own, not with all those evil trees about. So we gathered up the sheriffs and a few volunteers and were about to head in after you. All these people were going to go into the old forest, Faramir amazed. For us? You really have no idea how important you are, do you? His father met his eyes, and Faramir saw the depth of feeling in there that he had never seen before. What it would do to us, to everybody, if we weren't around anymore? You might not have your name and tales yet, Faramir took, or have songs sung about you, but to the people that matter, you're more precious than anything mm. in all of Middle-earth. Faramir could say nothing to this, feeling instead that he was about to burst into tears once again. No one said much after that, but with much more hugging and tears of joy, the night was beginning to wear on. Blankets were fetched from one of the nearby houses and wrapped around the three young travelers who were by now growing very tired indeed. The fathers left them sitting close together on Fatty Lumpkin's back as they went off in search of ponies of their own, determined to make it back to Brandy Hall that night, where their mothers were growing frantic. Faramir, as much as he longed to see his mother, felt a little more apprehensive than he had in seeing his father. Diamond Took was a force, was a force to be reckoned with. But even though thoughts of future punishment weren't enough to make him worried, 
Faramir Tuck had learned a lesson on his adventure, that nothing made you more grateful for home and family than a few scrubs with danger. Soon they were off on their way back to Grandy Hall, Marion Pinpin at the front, Mayor Sam in the rear, and the three children in the middle. The search party... Oh, excuse me. The search party continued celebrating in the village as they left and seemed happy to continue through the whole night. They turned out of the village and came onto the path which led to Brandy Hall, which ran along the length of the hedge for a little while before looping back around to the west once more. The moon was high in the sky now and Faramir felt his head drooping in exhaustion, only Fatty's skills keeping him from falling to the ground. In front and behind, Gabby and Mirabella were already asleep, their heads lolling around, sometimes falling against his back or his chest when the road became uneven. Gabby's snores were soft and carefree, and Faramir felt himself being lulled into sleep too. Just before he closed his eyes, he looked once more to the forest, which was now bathed in a silvery light, looking mystical and ancient in its light, branches almost innocently waving to him on a soft breeze. It might have been his imagination or a trick of the moonlight, but before Faramir took succumbed to sleep entirely, he could have sworn he saw a large tree-like creature watching him from the eaves of the forest. As he watched, the creature appeared to wink at him and then turn and walk back through the trees, vanishing into the darkness as swift as a shadow. It appeared the secrets of the old forest would remain there for some time yet. That was so wholesome. It was. That was so good. So good. And one I wouldn't normally like read on my own because it's not my yeah what I normally gravitate towards. But I'm so glad we read this. Yeah, it was, it was, was that was that was good. The fact that they didn't necessarily find the ant wives almost was right. better. But like she it left mm-hmm. the little like, you know, um why did the right. tree let Mirabella go? Who helps them out of the uh yeah. when Gobby broke his arm, the uh <laughs> cliff that they were on, who helped them out of that? Who took he care of the wolves? Um, and then you have all these things that happened that the force helped him with. And then he has this little, what seems like, you know, a creature winking at him mm-hmm. and walking back through the trees. Like, you know, at least that little hint of like, eh, could be, it probably be. is. I loved that. What we yeah, were, were going to read after this, because this was so well, well written. I think that's what I really appreciate. I can't even appreciate it about it too. Yeah. And yeah, same. I really liked that the other hobbits just started celebrating. I feel like that's a very hobbit thing to do. Oh yeah, and then just kept celebrating and didn't even care what was going on. They were just yeah, they were like, Hallelujah. Because personally, I would have been really <laughs> mad. Like just saying. If my kids or our siblings yeah. ran into the woods. Well, when that did happen, and they weren't old enough for that, I was mad. <laughs> there was no celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> <For anyone. laughs> yes, I, I know you that. do. You yelled at us. Yep. Yeah, we deserved it. We were kind of yep. the worst. Well, you know, I had to stop what I was doing and find you guys and make sure y'all were okay and yeah. make sure you didn't wander. Wand or anything. You know, I mean, it's not like Jago got bit by a oh, copperhead out in the woods. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, you know, I they're back reasons. to walking at that same place barefoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Put some yeah, yeah. shoes on. I'm aware. 
Yep, I'm aware. <sighs> so, well, that was, that really, was really good. That was really good. Um, I don't know what to do now. Well, I mean, yeah. it's okay. This one's a little shorter. Well, I'm gonna have to figure out what we read. Yeah, next. I'm kind of feeling a one shot while we take some time to figure out what we want to do. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe a couple one shots. Um, maybe I, I will be good. Um, have the guts to take a turn at reading, unless you just want to read. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! If you want to take a, we'll turn see. At, I'm not committing to anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, but, you do you you do you but yeah this was really good do you remember our elvish word yes ha- and what han- does it mean han- yes thank you you got it you speak fluently now welcome <laughs> i get so excited when i can just yes. like remember those little things because it's like, oh, you just heard it 30 minutes that ago. Was that, well, 30 minutes is a long time when it comes ago. to remembering things, not gonna lie. Yeah. No, it really can be, like, and, and to, to, to it's, it was almost like I was digging it oh, out of, like, a it. toy box. Like, oh. I got it! <laughs> uh, Alright, well, Hanan Lei, guys, thank you for joining us. And sorry this one's a little short, yes. but you know, and it's if a wrap-up of the series, so. For what we should read next. Please let us know at Chronicles of Fiction on yeah. Instagram, Wattpad, um, not Twitter anymore. Um, you can also nah. just message me, Sylvan underscore LS on Wattpad. Um, and let us know if you prefer one shot or um, the whole book. Or if we should maybe just read like the first yeah. chapter or two of a book. Um I don't know, y'all let us, let, let us know what, you, what yeah. you're thinking, what you like. No, we really yeah, don't. Like, don't this one was so now. good. I got so invested in this. And I yes. it, I think we're going to experience a little bit of a hangover, a book hangover. It's, I can kind of feel it. Probably, probably. Yeah. So, let us know what you want to hear. Um, always love it. We did have suggestions that I'm going to go... I'll go through because I can't get to them at the moment because I didn't pull them up beforehand. Um, I think they were by Raider K, <laughs> which fine. I've started to read one of one of hers. Um, but we can go into that more next week. But yeah, yeah, I guess that does it for this week. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a shorter episode. That's okay. Everyone, go enjoy this beautiful yeah. Sunday if the you rest are in of the us south. Is- Got to move. And if you're in the north, I don't you gotta know get out of here. Why are you Let's up there? Run! Run! <laughs> run. All right, guys. Well, have a great week, everyone. And Hello. we'll catch you on the flip side. Galoo!